Howdy, this is Stanton. Uh, life is busy for a lot of us, and it's no different for the three of us. Christy is off leading the party toward a better place. Cody is working the courts to protect your rights, and I'm uh, studying for my master's degree. So, unfortunately, this week we weren't able to find a time where all three of us could meet. But we didn't want to leave you empty-handed. So this is our first little uh, uh, host corner where I asked uh, Christy and Cody to share one thing on their mind, a reflection on a quote by a founding father, and, of course, an answer to a random question. Also, uh, as I'm recording, I've got some, my, my school, we have some sort of event going on, and I've got some very fun but very uh, loud kiddos right next door. So if you happen to hear them, you have been forewarned. So this is from Christy, the one thing she liked to comment on. Uh, she says, the thing I'm really concerned about right now is House Bill 1295, 1295 in the Colorado legislature. If passed, this bill would really hurt liberty because it would take away more choices from parents who want options for their kids' education. Right now, when parents want to start a charter school, they make an application to their local school board. If their local school board, however, is anti-charter and says no, uh, the parents can appeal to the state board. HB 1295 would practically take away that option. And it's sponsored by a state representative who is also on the anti-charter Denver school board. So in many ways, she's double-dipping and trying to shut down parents' choices in her capacity as a state legislature. Um, <clears throat> parents can visit saveourcharters.com for more information and a story about a high-performing charter school in Colorado that had to fight its way to, uh, into existence. Um, this is me now, Stanton. I want to say that my school, when it was originally founded back in the 90s, if we didn't have the State Board of Education for Appeals, we wouldn't be here today. Uh, the, our local school board said no initially. So, and now we're one of the top five schools in the state. So uh, this bill is bad news for the future of, um, future of education. Okay, Christie's founding father quote. Posterity, you will never know how much it costs the present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make a good use of it. If you do not... I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it. John Adams, in a letter to his wife, Abigail Adams. Uh, Christie says, This quote strikes me because my kids, who are in second and fourth grade, are studying American government. Uh, for any parents out there, and, and or anyone who, who will one day be a parent, it's essential that we start our kids out young, understanding what the real price of America was. This country didn't start out easy or free. And if we want to raise kids or be the people who will keep it free, we have to be familiar with what that cost looks like and be willing to pay it ourselves. Of course, when studying American history, always consider the source. Not all sources are equal. Uh, the random question I asked Christine Cody this, what is your favorite way to travel? And Christy says, road trips, three exclamation points, all the way. Since 9-11, I'm actually not a fan of flying, although I do it. Give me donuts, my coffee, my Taco Bell, and I'm ready to drive thousands of miles anywhere in the United States. Oh, Christy, driving, driving, driving. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I'd ever want to do that, but good for you. All right, so here's Cody's comment. He said, my gym recently decided to lift its mask mandate on individuals while traveling. 
Uh, but better, the gym owner addressed the entire gym. He made sure to convey that there should be no judgment either way, whether individuals choose to wear a mask or not, and that the gym would not tolerate such judgment. He said the same of vaccination. He encouraged individuals to vaccinate, but established that the gym would not have a vaccination policy, nor would they ask. Anyone who felt uncomfortable was welcomed to go speak with the staff who would mask if asked, and they would do their best to make arrangements for the individual. It is very refreshing to see such a strong pronouncement and support of individual choice. I'm hopeful that in the coming months, we will see more and more businesses taking this approach. And if that is the case, then the culture will likely shift to one of more acceptance of individual choice and responsibility than one of shame and guilt. Cody's founding father quote, the advancement and diffusion of knowledge as the only guardian of true liberty, James Madison. Cody says, This is the landing page on my website, and I've thought about it a lot recently. The sheer importance of educating everyone about liberty, freedom, and natural rights is more important today than ever before. I'm so excited to see so many people take on the challenge of educating, but more importantly, those who are willing to learn and challenge their own beliefs. It is the best hope for our future. Cody's favorite way to travel is by plane. He says, I like to get where I'm going, and it is so quick and convenient. You can travel thousands of miles in mere hours and be back for dinner. Now, if only we could do something about the TSA. Okay, I admit, Cody's, uh, Cody's, Cody's got the opposite of view of Chrissy, so I'll let those two hash it out. Here's mine. I recently visited Portland the other week to celebrate the wedding of my dear friends, Matt and Sarah. I had never been to Portland before and really only ever considered it in my mind lately because of the rights and temporary autonomous zone back in uh, back last year. Um, a fellow teacher of mine said, hey, if you're going to Portland, you need to go to this restaurant. It's the best Thai street food in the country. It's called Pok Pok. It even has an, a Michelin star. So I head off and I ask my buddy uh, if we could visit Pok Pok. He says, as he picked me up from the airport, ooh, dude, Pok Pok closed permanently. The city is doing almost nothing to stop the occasional vandalizers ever since the riots. And the COVID hit it hard, too. Our governor's a real hard ass with it. That's Governor Kate Brown of Oregon, by the way. We've talked about COVID restrictions before. But I bring this up because my buddy and I, as we were driving through Portland, I was just aghast by the constant and massive homeless camps set up literally anywhere. It could be right on a sidewalk in front of any building in any part of town, right off of a turnoff ramp. Um, and these aren't just a couple of tents. The, we're talking like wooden slat quasi-permanent residencies. They're, they're everywhere. And I get it. Every city has a homeless population, and there's a raging debate on how to deal with it. But... Portland is not handling it well. Hell, I, they're just ignoring the problem, it seems. And by all accounts of Governor Brown, making it worse. My visit to Portland made me realize just how real life and serious government policies can have on the material prosperity of citizens. It all the more convinced me that a society with more freedom has less poverty, and we need to do something about that today. My quote also comes from John Adams. He said, fear is the foundation of most governments, but is so sordid and brutal a passion and renders men in whose breasts it predominates so stupid and miserable 
that Americans will not likely to approve of any political institution which is founded on it. Uh, I teach this idea a lot to my students. Uh, every government um, is, is done, is founded out of fear for one's safety and one's rights. That's the idea. This is very John Locke. They're built to protect uh, us from aggression by others, whether that, that aggression be foreign or domestic. And our founding fathers attempted to build a government instead less on fear and more on a mutual respect uh, for each other and for the rights of each other. And that, that, that's, that, that's a novel, utterly beautiful concept. I wonder, however, if we as a people in relationship and community with others have let fear become the foundation of our interactions with each other. Do we approach our neighbors and strangers with fear or with respect? I have to remind myself not to be too salty with others when I disagree with them. Dealing with others more charitably, it's a hard task, especially for me, but it's such a necessary one if we are going to keep some semblance of the founding era's uh, vision of a free people. I like to travel by trains. I love trains. I've always loved trains. I have a whole collection of annual Christmas ornaments my mother gifts me every year of a train engine. I love riding them. I love the slight rocking, the sounds of it. Uh, I love the fact that I can do something while I'm on the train that I can look out and enjoy it too. And I don't just see clouds. I don't have to be confined by some TSA-approved airline-designed cattle chair. I love trains. And, no, they, they can be quicker than cars. So I like that too. So that's all we have. Uh, sorry again that we couldn't quite get it together this week, but we hope that this does fill a little bit of your afternoon with some freedom. Uh, we'll catch you next time for our final great debate topic, Do Parents Own Their Children? We'll have to think about that until we see you next time. Have a good day, everybody.